Right, welcome back to another episode of Rose and Balls, uh, March uh, 22nd. Yeah. Dwayne Casey calls this period development time, and I uh, couldn't agree with him more. Right? If you're a team that's, you know, it's 10 games left in the season, right? If you're more than five games out of the playoffs, like, let's just not kid ourselves. Um, it's, it's development time. It's time to play your youth, give them extended minutes, and and see what you got, right? And by the way, this applies to, like, it's not just first-round picks. Like, I mean, look at the Detroit-Portland game last night was was exactly like this, right? And you could say, like, oh, this is bad for the fans or whatever. But look, if I'm a fan, I, I want to see what we got in, in, uh, in the future, right? If I'm going to game 73 in the season and we have 19 wins, I'm not looking for – I don't need to see Jeremy Grant put up 20 shots. I want to see – Okay, I want to get excited about about something, right? So I'm okay playing Saban Lee 30 minutes. Will he be in the NBA next year? Who knows? But for now, there is literally nothing wrong with giving the guy minutes um, and letting him do his thing. And again, Casey's right. It's development time. Luke Garza playing starters minutes. Why not? Let's look at Portland. They got guys who look, you know, there's William, Bernard Williams' character, right? Um... Nice little point guard, and and he's been playing well, and his his shooting percentages are horrific. I mean, like he's shooting 30, 20, 20 splits, right? Uh, but again, it's it's development time. Portland got it, they get it, and they're they're losing, right? And that's fine. And actually, they won. They beat Detroit last night, but it was meaningless because it didn't. You know, it's I don't even know who won that game. I think both teams lost. Um, Drew Eubanks, you know, you, you go through the list, right? Trenton Waterford, right? Who are these guys, right? So, you know, if you're a team like, look, maybe they can make the roster next year. They could be a, a rotational piece. Maybe they, um, maybe they could increase some value and then they're traded at, at the trading at uh sorry, on draft day. And, and maybe you're, you know, getting a pick you like, you're moving up, whatever, whatever it is. It's fine, right? Like, this is why the last part of the season is kind of a drug fest a little bit. You know, you're getting a lot of the, you know, guys flirting with 10 days or whatever in the NBA. But, again, you know, look, Chris Dunn, he's been playing great for Portland. Um, curious what, what he is. You know, he was a top five pick. He's got length. I mean, give him a shot, right? So I bring this up because... Knicks fans, you can do the best you can to try to justify it. There's no justification. There is no reason to be playing Randall anywhere near 30, 40 minutes. It's insanity. There's no reason not to be playing Obi Toppin. Okay? There's no reason why Deuce McBride is getting 18 assists in the G League and ripping it up there. These guys should be playing the last 10 games of the season. All right? I don't know why you're trying to beat Utah at home. Who cares? Okay? You're trying to instill good habits. Who cares? And you're, and you're, and you're just playing these vets. Who we, we, everybody knows these guys. Like, we know them way too well. We know Randall. We know Fournier. We know Burks. So my issue with the Knicks is they have no idea how to develop. I mean, this is like just 101. Just play the youth. And then, like, and you want to figure it out from there, fine. But, like, I mean, there is no reason any of these vets should be getting any minutes. They're not remotely close to a play-in. That's one thing. So just learn how to develop. 
And and there's a trajectory. And the problem is, like, these teams that hate to say it. So the NBA, it's not about tanking, per se, right? I'm not, like, an advocate of, of necessarily tanking. You don't want to overtake either. I get it. You want to instill good habits and, you know, and all that. But, like, you're, you can't, you honestly can't rebuild with the 7th to 13th picks. That's not going to get it done. And in the NBA, it's kind of like the game of risk. I just thought about this analogy literally just now. Um, where at risk, you kind of preserve pieces. You preserve, preserve, preserve. And it's like, when are we going to go for it? When are we going all in? And going all in means, like, you've, you've accumulated basically all these assets, all these troops for down the line, down the line, down the line. And then finally, it's, it's time to catch in and, uh, and then make your move for conquer. Kind of similar to the NBA, right? It's like when, but you could do it in stages. It's not binary. It doesn't mean that um, that you rebuild until you contend, right? There's stages, but you you have to be honest with the team and who you are, right? So, I still think the Knicks and a few other teams, and I'm, I'm harping on the Knicks because I just think it's this is a train wreck. Just it's just a constant train wreck. They're gripping on the four seed from now it's two years ago or last year rather, right? Like they still think they're that team. Even like if this season ends as it does and they're the 11th or 12th seed, right? They're in the Washington Wizards range. I still think, um, they think that, um, that they should be a top five seed. Right, and I still could see. And again, like the answer is going to be what they do in the offseason, what they do with the pick, right? Um, and look, by the way, they get lucky ping pong night. They get lucky in the lottery. This whole conversation is done. They get a guy like Chet. You know, they're fine, right? They're more than fine. Um, but you you can't play these guys these kind of minutes. Now, another team that also does no idea. I, I just you know. And again, the Knicks are more of like a forced rebuild team, which means they never try to rebuild. It's always like forced. It's always like, oh, crap. You know, Melo's bad or, you know, he's injured or whatever. And they end up getting a top five pick. It was never like part of the plan. Um, to uh, Like Detroit is clearly part of the plan, right? They're, they're playing all their youth. They're very methodical about, you know, who they trade for. They take a double down on a guy with a shot or whatever. Um. The other team that in the East, I have no idea what they're doing is Washington, right? So just long term, right? So like, okay, kind of cool with the Porzingis deal. I, I think Washington had to do a consolidation trade, so I'm okay with that. Just in terms of just pure consolidation, uh, that's fine. Um, you know, again, it, it's pretty hard to resurrect the guy for the third time, right? So could Porzingis be resurrected? I don't know. I'm fine keeping him around, see if he could. Regardless, like, they already messed up the Bradley Beal situation. Already messed it up. Already, like, F that bad boy. So, first off, the Wizards got, I don't say they got lucky. I don't say they got lucky. They were, they, they, yeah, they were benefited by the Lakers' desperateness in the Westbrook deal. They clearly obliterated that trade. Okay? That deal, no-brainer. So, Kuzo's been playing great for them. And then every other piece, we call that Dianu, right? Now, the other pieces were used with, like, Harrell, and, and uh, uh, you know, Harrell was used in the um, 
in the in the future deals with Indiana and Aaron Holiday and all that. Um, and you know, Catelvio's Caldwell Pope coming back to life. He's a solid rotational talent. So I'm fine. Like not every deal has to yield pure assets, right? They they got pieces that are good off the ball. They work with with whatever you're trying to do, right? And they, they they're a nice little mix of vets that if you're trying to rebuild, it works, right? Now they have a lot of guys, Rui Kuzma. They have a lot of a lot of talent. Um, what what they had look they had to deal Beal. I'm sorry, they had to. And now like maybe do they have a chance to trade him? Maybe he do a sign and trade. Uh, it's possible. They need to get younger, and they um, probably need another top flight pick, in my opinion. So it's not all not all is for naught, right? They still got a shot, obviously, but like I really think this is a pivotal off season for the Wizards. Resigning Bradley Beal does nothing for them. It doesn't. The guy's over thirty. Um, you know, you're gonna be a stagnant like. Again, 12 to, like, 8 seed. I don't understand the point of that. Like, I guess, you know, Tommy and team want to be a perennial first-round loser, maybe, or even a play-in. I just don't think it's a it's a sound strategy, right? If you sign a trade Beal, curious if that's, you know, even possible, but, like, the Wizards could obviously pay him the most, right? So you got to figure who around the league could get and all that, right? So my first option is, like, obviously I look at the Knicks, quite frankly. They have R.J. Barrett. That'd be a great guy to grab. Now, how committed the Knicks are to the rebuild themselves? And Barrett is another question, so maybe not. The question is, who's like you, you want to get less players, right? You get future picks, but you don't want to get... Um, you definitely don't want to get like a, a five-for-one package or something if you're trading Beal. Like that stuff's not going to work, okay? So you got to look around the league and you got to figure out Who's the best young guy I could get? So the first guy that comes to mind is probably Michael Porter Jr. So for the Nuggets, next year could be your year. You know, Porter Jr. in Washington could make a lot of sense. Um, if they're clever, I hate to like be this guy, but like if he's a little injured, you might want to pull a hinky and uh, actually, um, you know, rest him for the year, and then get a top four pick, and then and then come back with with him and a, and a, and a better pick, right? Now, you don't have to do that, obviously, but the fact that Porter Jr. is a little, you know, banged up doesn't hurt. Obviously, you want to see what kind of Porter Jr. there is uh, and all that, right? So that's obviously important. Um, but besides him, you're not getting, you know, you're not touching the Boston crew. Uh, Atlanta's got to figure out what they're doing, but they're going to give you package players, which you just don't have the roster space for because you're going to have to play Kuzma. you got to play your pending first-rounder. you got Kispert there. You got Denny. Um, so you're going to have to play those guys. Washington's an interesting team, right? Now, But again, they got to be thinking sign a trade with him. Now, it obviously has to be a team that he agrees to go to as well, which also makes this difficult. So, look, again, a team like Boston could make sense, but... I think their assets aren't great now. They're not going to deal the, the, the Jays for them. So that's a moot. You go down the line, it really gets kind of thin. That's the problem here for Washington. Um, I don't think there's a trade out there for Beal. I'm going through it in my head. You know, um, 
yeah, the LA's don't do it or something. But again, I, I still think they have to go that route. And I think they, I think you'd be surprised what becomes available as well, right? If teams start, if teams know uh, a certain guy's available, uh, they, they might go for him. Now, in the other world, like, there's, there's just not a, a route for for the Wizards next year if they, if they go the other way, right? So let's say that they really try to win. Um, you got to hit in the draft, right? You're probably going to get a, a maybe a point guard, maybe not. So another route is playing Beal at, at the one, okay? And, and converting him to a point guard and getting a little bigger. That, that is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a logical route, right? So let's say, you know, if, again, you got a wing in the draft, and, and maybe that works. But I, I just don't see enough upside there. And they had to be bad, and they weren't bad enough. And the teams that are going to benefit are the teams that were bad. Um, that didn't jump the gun on the rebuild. And it'll be patient. Detroit's going to Detroit's gonna be benefited from this, right? People can knock them all they want. Oh, they're terrible. They're... Look, I don't know what they're supposed to do, right? But now they have Cunningham. The only thing that Detroit needs to needs to do is, you know, figure out if killing, you know, some of these young guys are their long term pieces, right? Namely, Killian Hayes. You know, Isaiah Stewart is good, but um, they have a lot of bigs, and it's, it's it's kind of the easiest position to nab at the NBA. So you don't want to just like hang on to them for no apparent reason. But again, these teams need to understand in this period it's development time. And I, I don't get the sense that they fully uh, comprehend this, and that's 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 the the major critique. That's really what it is. And we'll see, we'll see how um, how things shape up. Beyond that, what teams truly tank, what teams don't take as much. And uh, and how do we go there? How do we go from here? Oh my God! There's no 